Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we'll hear from Joey McGuire on how the ground game bonanza came to be against Houston and will it hang around next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to see you again. And today we're taking a listen to Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire on a few different things, including a Big 12 accolade for a Red Raider. Finally, we also will get to the origin story of the ground game against Houston. And will we see it again? He talks about in what particular ways, aside from a rushing total, that ground impact helped his team. And we'll get to that coming up in just a moment. But how about just a bit of a reality check and reminding us who we are, what we've been doing through the first month? Because you and I have been enjoying the win. I'm sure the team hasn't been enjoying the win, but now you're heading somewhere where obviously you hadn't had a lot of success on the road. And I thought it was interesting, Chris, and I want to kick it off with this sound from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. I thought it was interesting that he pointed out very quickly yesterday, yes, a lot of good things that come with a win, but the frustration with what they've been so far or maybe what they haven't been so far, still very much there for your head coach. Here's Joey McGuire. They're probably handling it a lot better than I do. You know, I'm extremely frustrated. I'm, I'm telling you. And so, uh, you know, it was like almost honestly, um, I enjoyed the win, uh, but it was almost like being able to take a deep breath, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I just I expect a lot from this group. And so I was excited and happy for them. Um, you know, the one thing, uh, I think I said it Saturday, but I, I said it again yesterday, um, for us to be the team that we ex we expected to be and expect to be, you know, it, it's time to do that. And um, and so, you know, I thought coming out the second half, we played one of our best games, um, especially after playing really bad on defense the first half. I thought there was some great adjustments. I thought the guys, you know, played extremely hard. And then, you know, we we're able to run the football again. You know, some of that in close games we're going to have to do more of because we're going to be, you know, in the Big 12, that's one thing in the Big 12, man. There's a lot of great football teams. It's very, you know, each week in, week in and week out, you're playing somebody that you could win, you know, the game or you could also be in a really close game at the end. And uh, you saw that West Virginia and TCU, I mean, it comes down to 24-21. You're seeing that every week. Um, you saw it, Baylor coming back the way they did against UCF. And so... Excited to get that win and, and be able to take a deep breath. But, you know, we're going on the road. You said it perfect. We haven't played well on the road. So it's it's time to be the team that we think we are and do it on the road. Football is a game of setbacks and random events and how you deal with it. And it just yeah. – <laughs> And this <laughs> – I don't know if that was the lead-in to like an, a eulogy or – No, it, I love it's it. just <laughs> – but it, it it's it's just sums it up. And yep. – um, and I think you dealt with these random events and setbacks pretty well on Saturday. And for whatever reason, you have not uh, been able to do that away from Jones AT&T. And this is going to be a storyline until it's not. 
you know, um, yeah. one in, you know, you don't get credit for the bowl game win because uh, that was a neutral site game, uh, but we're talking true road games, you know, one in six uh, with the lone win being at, uh, at Iowa state. But yeah, I, I think, uh, I think you, you, you feel good a little bit about Saturday. I think the players especially feel good, but the coaching staff, you know, it's kind of right back to the grind. No. And, and and you try then you try to get these guys back honed in, uh, and it, it's going to be pretty easy this week because Baylor walked in here last year with a lot of pomp and circumstance going around that game, Pat Mahomes and night game, all that, and they just laid it on you, forty five seventeen. This is the game that you know Barron threw the three interceptions. I think Shuck, who wasn't anywhere near healthy, came in at the very end and threw a pick six to AJ McCarty, mind you. Yes, he did. Uh, who's now <laughs> suiting up for the Red Raiders? Or I wish he was suiting up. He's got to sit out this year, but he'll he'll be around uh, the the coming years. But this is a Baylor team, man. That's beat you four out of five years, and uh, your 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 lone win was, you know, uh, whenever I think they had Sir Roderick Thompson like go down at the two yard line to to try to milk the clock a little bit, and then you you kick that short field goal to win it. Was that the Colin Schooler punish at the goal line game? I, I think so. I think yeah. this is, yeah, uh, Charlie game, Brewer. Yeah, game. that's right. And that's the year that Baylor was really, really bad. But then the next year they would come back and, and win the Big 12 championship. Uh, yeah. So, um, you, you know, you, yeah, you got to figure out a way to go do this away from home and be consistent. And you've been – you know, Wyoming, it was it, it's right there for the taking. And then uh, in Morgantown, it's right there for the take, but you just can't you can't quite get over uh the, the, the perceived hump, if you will, but uh, need to get that addressed and, and addressed quickly. Because guess what? You talk about a team that's that's beat you four out of five times, you don't even want me to tell you what that uh, what that looks like with Kansas State, who comes in to your place the following week. And so you're sitting here at two and three. I mean, you don't have to squint too hard to see if you don't get one of these or both of these turned around. You've dug yourself quite a hole. There's plenty of time next week for K-State nightmares, Chris. <laughs> Save something for a week from now. <laughs> I can hold off. I'll just speak for everyone on that. But yeah, that's been a torturous series. This in some ways is a torturous series because I remember one of the more recent ball games when you go down to Waco and I think you did everything you needed to win, except, I don't know, a bottle of clear eyes for a ref on one butt fumble play or something like that. But, yeah, that was a nightmare. You want to talk about nightmare. That was a nightmare ending there for a Matt Wells coach team uh, in Waco against these Bears. Let's get back to something that Joey McGuire touched on right there and expounded upon a little further here. That's obviously the impact of the ground game. And listen closely to all the ways that – it impacted the team favorably. He talks about third down success as he discusses this ground game. And he also kind of talks about the origin story of why it came to be last weekend the way it did. The genesis of really seeing that impact with two 100-yard uh, rushers on the same day in a conference game for the first time since, was it 96, 98? Late 90s. Ricky Williams, Rob Peters era, you learned earlier this week on Locked On Texas Tech. Let's take a listen to Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire talking ground attack. 
First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And buying tickets to an event, especially last minute, can feel like a feeding frenzy. But you can escape the frenzy with Game Time. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, concerts, and more. And not just fast, secure, and easy to use, but you're also going to find unbeatable deals on last-minute tickets. And with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing and start pre-gaming. Download the Game Time app today and rest easy with the Game Time guarantee, knowing you're always going to get the best price and you can have them in a flash delivered straight to your phone. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and then just use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. The code is Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the promo code Locked On College for twenty bucks off by downloading the Game Time app today for last-minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. Let's take a listen to Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire talking ground attack. Whenever you have a guy uh, that's running like Taj, I mean, it's hard to say there's a better uh, offensive player right now than Taj Brooks, you know, in our uniform. And so, number one, um, a commitment to really riding the hot hand. I was really fired up. I think you kind of saw what we have talked about uh, with him and Cameron. Uh, being back there together. So I was excited for Cameron and, and man, you know, just a kid that's uh, worked really hard and has been banged up and for him to come out and play. So uh, one, Taj, and then two, I think a lot has a lot to do with our offensive line. Um, not just them uh, doing a great job in run blocking, but them also um, saying, Coach, let I me mean, look. If you want to settle the game down and you keep talking about that, then let us do it. Uh, I said, you know, Saturday night, uh, Caleb Rogers said that multiple times to me during the game. And so I think uh, with with the biggest thing with Taj playing the way he's playing, um, you know, it gives us a great opportunity to be effective. Um, we were much better on third down because we were better on first and second down. And that comes with running the football. And, um, you know, and so that's got to carry over into Saturday. Um, you know, whenever you're doing that, then all of a sudden you're going to have uh, guys really trying to sell out to stop the run. And now hopefully that opens up some big plays in the passing game. And so um, we're going to continue to to ride Taj and, and he's got a really hot hand right now. And and I think Cameron's a, a good, you know, one two punch to what he does. We talked about this on a reaction show on Sunday, Chris, uh, sort of wondering, has Texas Tech maybe found a little bit of an offensive identity? I don't know if it'll stay the same way the rest of the year, but it does sound like at least they want it to stick around uh, in the way we saw it come to be last week. Yeah, it's as close to uh, you know identity as anything else uh, that you can you can come up with. I That's think, a good way sure. of stating it. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> and, and I think uh, I think you're going to continue to to work at this, uh, but but I, as I say, at some point. Are you good enough to do it? Whenever they say, "Uh, uh-uh. uh," like we're we're, we're gonna our, our personnel is right here, and you know, and so you're you're gonna have to go do something. And you can throw the ball. Let's not, you know, you're gonna be able, to, but you just have to. What, what I hear you saying with identity essentially is what this has been the most consistently successful thing. So yeah. hence the reason that you keep going back to it. And I think the passing game has been whether it's bad throws, whether it's you get pressured or whether the receivers just can't hang on to the football, there's been a variety of issues there. And I, I think that's why, you know, but so far the running game has just been consistently successful. 
and Baylor will get a good dose. I know that the flip side is is uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna see if you're you're ready to go stop the run as well because they uh, they ate you up quite a bit last year with that wide zone uh, stuff that they run with Richard Reese. But uh, yeah, it could be uh, be interesting to see. And, and Baylor's got some different options at running back, but I think that's what I, I'm I'm gonna continue to hammer is that Taj needs help here. If you want if you want to keep this as your identity, you just he, he, he can't do it by himself. <clears throat> it's not going to work um, for the long haul. And I think if you if you went all in on him, boy, you, you're, you're really probably doing him personally a disservice uh, for his future. Uh, you know, if, if you just like hand it to him 25, 30 times the, every game the rest of the way, just because there's only so many carries in those legs of each of these guys, man. And we see the NFL, they don't pay them. Uh, at all. Um, and uh, but I, I do think you've kind of found something uh, and I think you're going to major in it, but it's got to be Taj and his plus one or plus two, you know, like the yeah. wedding wedding invitation would say, hey, man, who else you invite? You know, like, you know, you know <laughs> give him a plus two. two, I'd say yeah. plus three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Send him a stretch to pick up all the boys, whoever yeah, he wants to bring right. along. That's right. I mean, he's got to have it. And you couldn't have been any more timely in your key to the game. I don't know if it was a prediction or just a hope. But you talked about running it with Taj, and you talked about finding him some help. And for the first time this season, we actually saw some of that help appear. I'm still worried about it, Chris. I got to tell you, you know, Valdez is a lot of fun to watch as a streak of lightning, but that dude is diminutive in stature. And I don't know how many shots he's got that he can take throughout the year. So that's something to keep an eye on. And then we saw the game wind down last week with Nehemiah Martinez getting a lot of carries. And I just you're doing the best you can with him as a running back. I understand that, but I, I don't know as far as a sustainable strategy uh, that you've necessarily found anything there with your third running back. But maybe have to what you maybe what you have to go with, and you might have to continue to get really creative uh, as far as how you set things up at the line of scrimmage. We're gonna have to hope for some health with the tight ends, enable in order to be able to keep doing what you did uh, last week, which I really like getting them involved. But this is gonna be a uh, a strenuous effort, I guess I would say, throughout the year. I don't think there's any like, all right, well, we were good at it last week, and we're just going to keep on doing it. You'll have some good. You'll have some bad. Like you just said, uh, what was it? Football is a game of random events and other bad things that happen to you. I can't remember exactly the wording. <laughs> but it's going to be a grind, right? There's there's no way around this. I, It's going to be a grind. But as far as what you described, given my thought on an identity – it, it is your best hope, I guess. I mean, you have to do it, and you've got to make an effort to do it. And speaking of grind, I mean, early in the game, typically a ground game can be a grind. The The rushing attack payoff is not necessarily meant to be in the first or second quarter. It's the third, it's the fourth, whenever those defensive linemen, those linebackers are going backwards and getting tired of it. They're getting uh, their will taken from them. They're disheartened. They don't want to try anymore. So I hope that that type of commitment is also there from the play caller, Chris, that whenever it might be tough, uh, you do continue to stick with it. And yeah, you mentioned Taj Brooks and the carries, man. If it's 25 or something above, you're talking about, you know, beyond the season impact. Uh, do we get to the end of the season? Because that that is a load for a dude who loves to run so physical. So I hope all of the above is going to come to be. And here's the easy part in the wisest, most intelligent way possible. And I'm glad that we're not the ones that it's left up to <laughs> to balance all those things and try to come up with that, man. Much easier said than done. 
How about another easier said than done story? Say you're a wide receiver. You've got all the measurables. You've been on campus. You hadn't been what you wanted to be so far, or what the fans wanted you to be so far. So do you check out? Well, not if you're Loic Fungi, apparently. The Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. And certainly I love this from a team perspective because of what it meant for the Red Raiders. But I think you'll share with uh, this opinion with me, Chris. Love it from an individual story perspective as well to see a guy have some success when it hadn't been just the smoothest path for him in the college game. Let's take a listen to his head coach, Joey McGuire, talking about the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. Loic Fungi says a lot about, you know, uh, a guy that's a true team player. You know, there's there's uh, guys that expected just talking about college football in general. They expected to have huge years and they disappear because they can't handle um, the adversity. And it shows a lot about him, um, you know, being the type of guy he is, that he's gone through some adversity. Man, it was a great play by Barron and him on the back shoulder fade. I mean, perfect position by the ball. Um, and, and Loic made a really good play in that touchdown. And then, you know, uh, we were messing with him yesterday because there's some still shots of some crazy hands coming up, the, you know, blocking the punt. And he was laughing. He goes, well, you know, I didn't end up that. I want to end up that way. It just happened. And luckily, you know, I was in good position to block the punt. You know, he's got a great sense of humor whenever it comes to that stuff. But, man, everything right about a kid that can stay locked in and understand, you know, that uh, – when it's our, you know, his turn to make a play. You know, we talk about our player coach's oath is I will show courage. And it's really I will show courage when the hat's on my head. And um, a lot of people disappear from that because they're not getting exactly what they want and what they think they deserve. And Loic's not one of those guys. He understands. He puts the team first. And I think whenever stuff like this happens, now all of a sudden uh, your confidence grows. And I think you're going to see – more things from, you know, uh, Loic definitely on special teams when it comes to that and, and uh, you know, in the passing game. This is a weird one because he'd kind of been persona non grata around here for the, the, the better part of a month that they just couldn't get anything going in the Wyoming game. And he's just kind of – his reps have steadily declined and was replaced in the starting lineup. Uh, and, heck, I think almost even, you know, pretty close to being like, uh, hey – Jordan Brown is going to start for you. Now Koy Aiken is going to play quite a bit. And then, you know, you'll get kind of what's left at one of those outside receiver spots. And, uh, that, well, then Jordan Brown, you know, obviously misses this past game. And Koy Aiken is still uh, very young and, and, and doesn't have a ton of experience. But it was just nice to see because that's the – that's the good part about this team. There's some negative to it too, but it's the collection of the parts. And I think in any given you know time, one of these parts can jump up and bite you. And Loic certainly did that twice on Saturday, because if anybody anybody would have suggested to you prior to Saturday, after what we knew about like the year that Loic had been having to that point, he would win an award for the conference for the week. You're just <laughs> Yeah, no, not what? a chance. Yeah, not a chance. This conference? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, is this a made-up award? Is this a new one? Is this a and, – and, and you could have easily – the award that he was given, because he was given Special Teams Player of the Week award in, in the, for the block punt and the touchdown, but you could have easily given that to Dre McRae as well. Yeah. Kind of, you know, pick your poison, or maybe they could have tied. I don't know. but Because <laughs> both both are rare. Kickoff, return for, kickoff returns for touchdowns are rare, as is – the, the the scoop and score on the block punt when the same person does the whole does all of it you know that th right. those are rare as well but 
it, it's it is it's his work as a receiver that I think that we need to continue to because that's what a lot of these guys are having this issue whether they show up in in certain times but then it's just like we don't you don't hear from them for a while and that's what makes good players really good it's not that they have it's that they can do these things consistently that's the hardest thing in sports yeah i mean i i can i can play well you know every fifth game or every third game but it's when you're asked to produce or play well and consistently well that's the hardest thing. And like right now, we just haven't seen a lot of that from a lot of your whiteouts. It's kind of just been this, this, you know, up and down. And, and and some of it's out of their control. Some of it involves the drops. Some of it involves, you know, I, hey, man, I was open. That That's just part of that's the maddening thing about playing receiver. But I think you get what I'm saying. Sure. Is that if you were consistently good, we'd feed you. We'd constantly target you. We'd be looking for every way to get you the football and get you touches and all these things. And I don't know how many guys you have that have earned that right. You know, even when you're not open, we're looking for you. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. 50, 50 ball. Let me throw you open Uh, because that one, that was one that's a back shoulder. I mean, it's kind of underthrown whether on purpose or uh, by accident and Loic just kind of stops and the the DB kind of keeps going and it's just, it it catches it and then steps around the the DB that's kind of falling down and, Away you go. So he makes uh, a play on it. It wasn't like it's just, hey, I'm running, throw it to me and stride. This is easy catch and go to the end zone. He had to make a play on the ball. Yeah. I wouldn't call it necessarily 50 50 quite yet, but maybe, I don't know, 30 <laughs> 70. <laughs> he had to make a play on it. And that was good to see the God, he's the frustrating thing. He's got all the measurables. He's got all the measurables. And as you're describing these wide receivers that are consistent or the ones that show up here or there, I'm thinking of like some recent comparisons from, say, Anisa Kanma to a TJ Basher. We got a highlight reel, and then we got a month of silence or whatever it might be. And then Izukanma, seven days, seven days, seven days, seven days. He's showing up every time. And I don't know how exactly, you know, you crack that code. Obviously, I'd probably be in Juice Johnson's shoes if I knew how to crack that code. But uh, maybe he does. And I'm excited to see, I don't know, maybe a little more ampage uh, for Loic <laughs> Fungi after an impactful week. And I wanted to ask you this before we get out of here, Chris, because – I was thinking about this with the quarterback change. First, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, making you look good. Feel great with their stretch shorts that fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that sculpt your woman has always wished you had, whether you knew it or not. Way more flexible than stiff, restricting shorts you've had before, thanks to that cloud knit fabric, always made with cage-free, free-range clouds. Ah. They're going to stretch to give you movement without sacrificing that slimmer fit. And don't forget about the anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric, keeping you cool and dry on any occasion. Golfing, grilling, chilling, four-wheeling, car dealing, woman thrilling, doesn't matter. I'm serious when they say they're good for everything. So good, you won't want to take them off, we promise. Go to birddogs.com slash college. That's birddogs.com slash college, Or enter the promo code Locked on college at checkout for a free custom water bottle with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or the promo code locked on college for a free custom water bottle with every order. And you won't ever want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. See for yourself at birddogs.com slash locked on college. I wanted to ask you this before we get out of here, Chris, because I was thinking about this with the quarterback change. Is it conceivable? And I don't know that Loic is one of these guys. You can tell me if you think he is, but 
could it be conceivable that maybe some wide receivers could have more consistent impact with a different quarterback in that I know quarterbacks are comfortable with this guy or that guy if it's a tight end, whatever. So I kind of wonder maybe who might emerge as a more consistent threat or a security blanket, whatever you want to call it, for Baron Morton or just a different quarterback. We've kind of seen that happen before, haven't we? Yeah, and, and the reason you ask that is because a lot of times when when a different quarterback comes in, there's maybe somebody that's been under the radar in a wide receiver group because they've they've worked with them all on scout team or the second team yeah. or whatever, and they've built this chemistry and rapport together, and they kind of make this move up the depth chart or or you know are, are featured a bit more, you know. And what here's what's weird is that. There was so much talk about Loic and and Jerron Bradley specifically over the summertime, and even in the spring game, Loic had a phenomenal uh, spring game and had uh, over 100 yards in the in the red and white game. But if you go look at statistically, you know, like that that winning streak down the stretch, it, it, it was Loic and, and, and Jerron Bradley that really were, were were doing well and starting to put some consistency together. Yeah which we hadn't seen prior to that. And who's throwing to him? Mm -hmm. Tyler Shuck. And then you come into this year and you're thinking, well, those, clearly they'll build off of that. And it just appeared to be a bit disjointed uh, is the word that I only word that I can use. And may, whether that's the old line, whether that's Shuck, whether that's a play call, whether that's a drop, whether that's a wrong route, it, it seemed like at times all the above or, or spin the wheel on, hey, let's just find out what problem it's going to be on this play. Okay, spin the wheel, and okay, th this one was a drop pass. Um, so <laughs> you know, I, I I'm I'm trying to think if if somebody will benefit now. Baron is a bit what I think is good and bad about Baron. I think he will get out of the pocket and move more than Shuck will. Shuck, Shuck when he looks to get out of the pocket, he would run and 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 try to pick up some yards and and some of the the tougher yards and or or called runs and things like that. Yeah. Barron will look to get out of the pocket at times, which I think at times he does like he's supposed to. It's planned. And other times I think it's it's like he just kind of, you know what, I don't like it. I'm out of here. When he, when he moves right, the problem is, is that he's basically eliminating the left side of the field. And I think that that is a problem. So if you're one of the guys that's primarily lining up on the left side of the field, you may not be featured near as much. Whereas if you were lining up predominantly on the right side of the field, maybe it's going to be good for you because gotcha. that's where he rolls. He's going to roll and sprint sometimes to the right. And, and most of the time he's very accurate uh, on the run and all that. It was not this way in Morgantown for whatever reason, but that's why he's, you know, people will, will tell you, Accurate on the run, he'll drop the arm angle, all these different things. There's a little Mahomes there. He's got some baseball in his background. And again, I'm in no way saying he is Pat Mahomes. Don't hear that if you're if you're wanting to hear that. I'm he sorry. He said but, little. You said yeah. the word little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got curly good. hair also. I think that's the but similarity. There, but right? there's some <laughs> playing style similarities and yeah. some background similarities. It's the but, arm talent, man. It's got to be the baseball impact, the, the arm angle, the slot, all that stuff that coaches hate and would say, don't do it like that. <laughs> but if you can do it like that, it looks really cool. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, to be honest, this is not a Patrick Mahomes conversation, but Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry, these are guys that will ruin fundamentals for many, many basketball and football players for many years, right? <laughs> the 
because they're so special. They make it look so easy. And they are the think that way. Yes, and they are the face of of the league in some ways, depending on what sport it is. I mean, it it still comes down to because I think what Zach Kitley actually said and Joey McGuire said yesterday about Baron is one of the things that was better this week compared to last, and it was very noticeable. And I think I think you probably could would, would echo this as well. His footwork was better. You know, I think trying to throw off his back foot in Morgantown or just trying to throw across his body or, or to the other side of the field. I mean, all these different things. And I think you never saw him out of sorts at all on Saturday versus Houston, his footwork. And it seems simple, but boy, it means everything to a quarterback. Well, and for a really talented guy, it's probably one of the most difficult things. And that's what separates yeah. the really good amateurs from guys that are going to be pros and, and hang around for a long time in the National Football League. Joey McGuire talked about it. When you've got such talent and capability, uh, it might be easy to gloss over some of the fundamental stuff, but that's what's going to separate the men from the boys eventually. And Baron Morton is uh, dealing with that process and progress right now. Looking forward to seeing him back in action. I'll have plenty more to get to from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire and also going to hear from Baylor head coach Dave Aranda as we turn our attention to the Bears looking forward to the trip to the Banyo on the Brazos said not one person ever but I did right now in a full way Chris is going to actually make the trip I'll be watching from afar uh Chris looking forward to visiting once again tomorrow appreciate the time and insight as always man enjoyed it yes sir we will do it again tomorrow keep hope alive people and subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode for Chris I'm Casey and we hope to see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech 